Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. Today, I talk to my friend, Reagan Walsh. Um, Reagan and I actually connected over Instagram, out of all things. Um, and what I loved about, actually, when she connected with me is she sent me a video. And I just, I'm all about connection. I'm all about, you know, like, showing that there's a human behind all these screens and so I just I really appreciate it that I love when people send me videos or audio I don't know what they call they call them on Instagram but the audio messages um versus just texting I don't know I guess I'm a terrible millennial even though depending on which definition of a millennial I like fall into it or not but besides the point what I loved about my conversation with Reagan was just how honest and vulnerable she was about where about her truth and where she is in her life and how that how her journey of thinking about you know the shoulds uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast of like the shoulds you know what what should I do versus what do I want to be doing and I just loved our conversation and I feel like I could have 9,000 more with her. But a bit about Reagan. Reagan is a NYU certified executive and life coach who focuses on helping women who are over-programmed and underwhelmed to reclaim their lives, both personally and professionally. She contributes to Harvard Business Review and Forbes and has been featured in Fast Company, NBC.com, Today, and Real Simple. She has coached thousands of women through her one-on-one and group coaching programs, and she is regularly asked to give keynotes, facilitate workshops, and speak on panels for Fortune 500 companies. She's done so for clients like Freddie Mac, Nike, Intuit, and JP Morgan. Heart Boss, her first book, was published earlier this year. Reagan is located in Columbus, Ohio, and coaches people from all over the world. I just love, love, love our conversation. And I know that you will too. You can find Reagan at, um, Instagram at Reagan Walsh underscore life coach and on Facebook at Reagan Walsh life coach or on her website, reaganwalsh.com slash heart boss. Enjoy my conversation with Reagan. Let us know what resonated with you. Were there parts of our conversation that you were, you just were like, yes, I totally, totally can relate. If so, let us know what those were. Um, feel free to reach out on Instagram or shoot us an email. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. As always, find your voice, speak your truth, and lead with heart. Enjoy. Reagan, I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for hosting me. Of course, of course. Well, I like to start these conversations with the question, what is the truth that you would like to share today? 
Uh, so this truth is like wrapped up in shame because my truth is the exact opposite of this like life and brand that I've built. And I'm going to share that right now. So the truth is I am 100% overwhelmed in my life right now because I have a lot of transition happening and I've built my whole business on helping women not get to the point that I'm at right now. So I feel like the ultimate hypocrite. I have taken on more than I can chew. It's all really good stuff. And some of it is temporary and rolling off soon. But in this moment, as we do this interview, my life is overwhelming personally and professionally. And it's all things that I would still choose. But temporarily, I feel like the water is rising and it's almost above my head. Well, I have to say thank you for for sharing that and being honest and vulnerable because I think so often we see the shininess of everything, right? Like I could get on a soapbox about social media and numerous other things, but we always see the shiny. And I really, really appreciate you sharing where you are right now because I think that's even when you've built, you know, you know, you've hit all of your dreams. It doesn't mean you don't have moments where you're, you're, you're spiraling or you're drowning or you're overwhelmed. Yeah, it's so true. And thankfully, like I do have tools to like stay in my day. A a woman I work with, um, Amy Jo Martin, her mom always says, stay in your day. When you feel anxious, stay in your day. And it's funny that I've like put that in my pocket because I've just stayed in my day. So what I'm doing, I'm doing right. There's a lot on my plate, but when I'm having an interview or when I am talking to clients or when I'm playing with my daughters before this interview, I sang twinkle, twinkle, little star, my daughter's stuffed animals out on a swing in the backyard. And then mommy, I was like, mommy's out of here, like, enjoy this. But I was there in that moment because I knew that moment was five minutes and that they really deserve my attention. And so I stay in the moment. So I am overwhelmed, but also navigating it by just being present and knowing that 10 days from now, 90% of the things that are on my plate will be done. And that's liberating. So I just like, I'm keeping my eye on that reprieve. I love that. It reminds me of, I'm a, a runner and I was supposed to run my first marathon in 2020, which obviously did not happen, but a friend of mine bought me a bracelet. I, I've surrounded myself by marathon runners and I was like the only one who didn't. So I was like, I might as well try, but yeah. um, she bought me a bracelet said, run the mile you're in. And it's the same thing, right? And I've actually carried that mantra with me, even though I didn't run a marathon of like, even when you have your eye on the, like the end goal, what is that, what is that micro action or what is that like the moment or that presence like that you can have right then and there. Um, so I love that. Oh my gosh. Run the mile you're in. I love that. And it, yeah, it just resonates so deeply and, and how much more effective we can be in our lives. If we stay focused, we'll get more done. If we're focused in the here and now versus thinking about that last mile. So I'm curious because I can think of so many moments in my life where I didn't, I didn't run the mile that I was in, right? Like I was so focused on the 26.2 or I was so focused on, you know, getting the like positive pregnancy test through IVF or, you know, I was so focused on like the next promotion at work. Um, 
And now looking back on all those moments, like I can say, you know, those things have taught me something, but when I was in those moments, I was drowning. So I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, in your own life, like, can you resonate with that? Like, what has that journey looked like for you to, to sort of get to this point? Oh, for sure. Um, I, the, a story I share a lot was um, also in a moment of deep transition. So it was back in 2008-ish with the recession, and I was working at this uh, really fun creative agency in downtown Columbus, and the writing was on the wall right? Like we knew layoffs were coming. We didn't know who would be impacted. And sure enough, 30 people were laid off and I was one of them. And it was in that moment where I knew exactly where I, what direction I wanted my life to go. And also I had great fear about paying my bills, which was rational, right? Like taking care of myself and knowing how to find a job, right? Doing what I had always done. I wanted to pivot, but I knew I could find a job doing what I had always done. And so I did just that. And I got this really attractive offer from this fun digital agency that has been since acquired by IBM. Like, you know, of course they, they really were <laughs> the darlings of uh, social media and websites and all of that stuff. So I started the job on a Monday, thanks to my neighbor and friend who got me the gig. And every single day that week, I just felt underwhelmed with the gig. And I felt like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I found myself in this job and I'm like, what do I do now? And so on Friday morning, I was walking from my condo through this park to this office where I knew I had this four hour conference call to sit on in a windowless conference room. And you should know that it was November and it was gorgeous outside. It was like the perfect November day that you like inhale on purpose. The leaves are changing. The sun was shining. Life felt so good outside with fresh air. And I was walking into a windowless conference room to get on a four hour conference call about hair care products, which I know nothing about. And I don't care about hair care. So it was during that call that I realized like, this is your make or break moment in life. Are you going to follow your heart and do something with risk? Are you going to stay in this situation because it's comfortable and you know it? And I, on autopilot, we had a 10 minute break in the middle of the conference call. And I walked to my desk and I turned out my lamp and I packed my bag. I ran into my neighbor and friend who got me the job. And I said, Michael, I am so sorry. You are not getting your referral bonus. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, I am out of here. And then I realized like, you should tell somebody, you can't just like walk out. You need to tell somebody because you're technically on the payroll by now. And so I walked back into the conference call and I looked at my new boss and I said, I'm so sorry, I don't want this job. And do you know what he said to me? He said, I am so jealous. Yes. And I was like, oh man, I made the right choice, right? So then I walked through the park back to my condo and in the park, there was a man dressed as a clown riding a unicycle. And I thought to myself, if this guy can make that choice, then I can quit a job in the middle of a recession, land on my feet and follow my purpose. And that's exactly what happened. So it's interesting, like you can get lost along the way, right? Like I got lost when I said yes to that job. I knew the minute I said yes, I wasn't excited about it. I did it anyway out of fear of not having a job. And then I realized like, this is your time. If you don't go now, when will you go? Like, why not now? There was nothing holding me there. And I, I 
took that risk and it certainly panned out. And so for me, looking back on those moments, I'm like, wow, thank goodness I had that experience. Thank goodness I listened to my gut, walked out the door because everything that happened afterward was absolutely meant to be. And it was the most beautiful chapter. I love that because there's so much of what you just shared that resonates with my own like most recent journey. And I can't remember if we've talked about this or not, but like my theme for 2021 is, is F the handcuffs and so good. Right. And what that, you know, it takes the handcuffs in my opinion are like lots of different things. Um, and I loved my time at Google. I was obviously there for 13 and a half years or I wouldn't have stayed as long as I did, but you know, there's, there's a legitimate thing of golden handcuffs. There's a legitimate, legitimate thing of like, oh my God, did I make the right decision? What does that look like? But what was really interesting is as I started to tell people that I was leaving, you know, like the immediate question was like, oh, what company are you going to next? Like, are you going to Facebook? And I was like, no, I'm actually taking time off. I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to do my podcast and we'll see what happens. And it was interesting to observe like my, the responses because I got so many, I'm so jealous. I bet you did. I wish I could do that. And then I also got a bunch of like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Um, but, but the majority, I would say probably like 80% were in the, like, I'm so jealous. And what's been interesting is, you know, since leaving, I've been five months post Google now how many people have been reaching out to me to be like, tell me your secret. Like, how did you do it? What did it look like to you? Yes. And there's no secret necessarily. It was. Much. Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I think that it's, it was probably a mix of, of courage, but also um, strength. Like strength and trust in myself, strength and trust in those I've surrounded myself with, strength and trust in, um, and taking that leap, right? That courage to actually like take the leap. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for some people just can't deal with uncertainty or, um, don't understand the power of a pause. Right. Yeah. But I bet that pause will change your life forever. In good ways, you know, like when you're done and you're dream either burned out or daydreaming of something next, or you're not fulfilled in the ways in which you used to be, that's a great opportunity to pause or reimagine, right? Which is exactly what you're doing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, it's been interesting, right? For me, it, it's been five months and, you know, we started the conversation talking about how I appreciated you, you sharing your truth and being vulnerable because I think people are surprised. Like they'll ask me like, how is it? And, you know, I'm honest. I'm like, it's harder than I thought it would be, but like, there are amazing moments of, um, like clarity and, and like presence but it's also hard. Like there's a lot, there was a lot tied to my identity with Google. There was like a whole mind shift of like not making money for the first time since I was like 16 years old. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? That resonates with me for sure. It's scary. It's really, really scary. And so, you know, to like, I think about to date, this is probably like my biggest leap that I've made 
but in a lot of ways, there's been so many moments in my life that have been preparing me for this. I just never realized it. Totally. Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Oh, it totally does. I feel that way about a lot of my life transitions. So I was married before my husband now and like thinking about what that lesson, the lesson of that marriage and making a commitment when I wasn't ready. Right. And then, and then with the job and then I didn't need another sign. I was like, wait a minute. I, I did this in my personal life. I did this in my professional life. When I go, when I'm all in on something, I'm now going to be all in on something and show up fully. And um, yeah, I, it's interesting to look back on themes and uh, blessings, blessings and lessons, right? <laughs> of things that don't go as planned, like getting laid off or a marriage that doesn't pan out or whatever it is. There's always a lesson. There is, there is. And I think one of my biggest lessons, and it's something that I have to learn over and over and over and over and over again, mm -hmm. is like trusting my gut. And it's interesting because I've always said I've been really good at that from a professional standpoint. Like it was always really easy for me to go with my gut from a work perspective, a lot harder for me in personal life. And and that I think has been a big part of my journey of, you know, reconnecting and thinking about, you know, I, I, I always say that I don't have like large, like yes signs, but I have like a blaring, like not this. Yes. Those, those are also helpful, right? Yeah. The not this sign that's red and bold. That's awesome. Yeah. But can you think of like one of your, not this, that wasn't leaving the job? Um, so I will say like, in terms of leaving, I had a lot of like, not this moments, um, you know, that, that led to it. And, you know, similarly to like leaving a job in the middle of the recession, I was leaving a very well-paid job in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, and so that's probably like one of the more recent, but it is, I don't want to say silly, but like a small example is I've been trying to give up coffee for two years, uh huh. maybe a little over two years. And it's been like a very slow progression, but it started like when I was learning to retrust my gut, my body, like there was something that was like, you know, the third latte of the day at like 3 p.m. Like I don't need anymore. And like right, at Google, right. they have a free barista. So it was like super easy when you hit that like, yeah. afternoon slump. So I like slowly started to cut back and like no longer have the, like the three lattes. Like I went to two lattes and I went to one latte. Then I went to a coffee on my ride to the train and a latte, right? Like it was like a slow progression, yep. but like three weeks ago, I was just like, you know what? The story I was telling myself of like why I couldn't give up coffee was I don't, I don't drink milk. And um, it was the only way that I was getting uh, like almond milk. Yeah. And osteos, osteoporosis runs in my family. So like, that was my story. I was like, well, I need to yeah. drink coffee because I like need the milk. And then I was like, I could just put milk and tea. Yes. And so that's what I've been doing. And, and it's been you great. notice the difference? I have, I have. It's interesting. I go through phases where I um, give up coffee just for like, for no real reason. But it's funny, like when I transition, I'm somebody that caffeine doesn't affect me. So I could drink, like, it's not going to keep me up or it's not going to make me feel alert. Like I am just in awe of people that can drink a cup of coffee and then feel alive and alert. That does not happen to me. I feel the same 
before coffee as I do after coffee. Um, so it, for me, when I give it up, it does, I don't experience any withdrawal symptoms, but I do notice that I feel more alert if I do water with, um, hot water with lemon, which seems so odd. And why don't I do that every day? Like I am, I am for sure more alert and more focused if I do hot water with lemon, but for some reason it seems easier to press the coffee pot than to like put a tea kettle on the stove. That is like so silly. So maybe I need to shift one more behavior in the middle of all of this other transition <laughs> that I'm experiencing as I gear up to move my family this week. Uh, but every morning I'm like, oh, I should do the hot lemon water. You know, that that's always a good option for you and for your body, but I don't. I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I think that again, for me, there was like 9,000 stories that I was telling myself over a cup of coffee, like that by the end, like before I actually like give it up, like I was taking like four sips of coffee, like, but I was still making a full pot, right? Like there was just the, the habit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a habit for me. It's the habit of holding a mug. Yep. I like the mug. I don't care about the caffeine. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. So funny. Well, thank you for sharing that. Well, and it's you. not, it doesn't seem silly or small. That's a big life change. It is right. And it, yeah. I guess when I say it seems small, it's, it's not a, you know, like leaving a job, but what it really, to me, what it is, is an acknowledgement of like what my body has been asking for. And I think for me, that has been one of my life lessons of like being able to reconnect with my body. Like personally, I have a lot of shame around like infertility and the impact of all of that. Right. And so it's, it's another step to forgiving myself and forgiving my body and recognizing that, you know, I haven't always treated her the best and I'm, I'm willing to invest in that relationship. Yeah. Oh, I love that you're there, that you're, you know, ready to invest in that relationship. Yeah. That's so powerful. There's an ama- a friend of mine. I'm just going to name drop here because she's so good and the world deserves to know about her. My friend, Simi Bodich, it's S I M I B O T I C. She does a lot of, um, beautiful posts on Instagram. That's all about like self-acceptance, self-love, like coming home to your body. And she's just a genius. So if anybody listening out there, if that resonates with you, just needing to like learn to love again yourself, I highly recommend following Simi. She's, she's amazing. I love that. Well, I'm going, Simi just got herself at least one new follower. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Good. Well, Regan, I'm, I'm curious, you know, as you, you focus on your moments and like the transition that you're going through, like, what does that look like for you? You know, what, how do you, I don't really know how to ask this question. Um, but like, what does that look like for you? Let's start there. Uh, these like big transitions that I'm making. So for me, it's funny that you said learning to trust your gut, because that's actually part of the title. You know, I just launched a book called heart boss, which is all about trust your gut, shed your shoulds, create a life you love. So for me in great moments of transition change or discomfort, I always go back to that. Am I trusting my gut? Am I saying yes to things that I feel like I should versus things that I want to do? And how am I feeling? So I always come back to how do I feel? How do I want to feel? 
does this opportunity make me feel that? So before we hopped on, I was sharing that I'm going through um, right now this week, a business transition where I'm transitioning away from the clients that I've cultivated for the past seven years because I have an opportunity to collaborate with somebody and build something that's too good to be true, right? Like it's actually not too good to be true. It's exactly true enough. We're so aligned. Uh, we have different skill sets and a similar vision and it lights me up. So I'm trusting my gut that this is the right partnership. I am shedding the shoulds of I should hold on to my business because I created it, right? And I can't walk away. What would people say if I walked away, right? So I, I don't care about any of that because I know that my truth, my gut is running toward this opportunity because it lights me up. It, it, it helps me be surrounded uh, by a community of women I'm super jazzed about. It's like getting an MBA, you know, the things that I don't know, I will learn. And um, it, it's just like giving yourself permission to be joyful and to be content with your choices and not buy in or not like look externally for other people to make those choices, right? So for me, it's all about trusting my inner compass and not looking out to other people. Like, should I sell my business? Should I, what should I do here? Um, and doing what it is that my gut is, is like screaming for me to do. I love that. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I, I like your perspective on this. Like, I think as women, like, I love that you say like shed your shoulds because I think women in particular, I think this is true culturally right now, but I think women in particular are are even more susceptible to this notion of like, well, what do other people think? Like I should do, like I can think of numerous moments in my life where I have ignored my instincts and like done what I thought others thought I should do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, like, do, do you agree with that first and yeah. foremost? Yeah, let's like even define a should. So for me and from what where I sit, I always say that a should is something you say yes to either out of fear or obligation, right? It's not something you actually want to do. And a great question to ask is number one, what's my motivation? Am I intrinsically motivated by this opportunity? Meaning I have a deep desire internally to do this because it makes me feel good. Or is it an extrinsic motivator? Meaning I feel like I need to go to this party to be seen. I need to join the board because you know it looks good to be on a board. I need to sign up for the PTA because I should do that even though I have zero desire, right? So the motivation, intrinsic versus extrinsic, is a big giveaway. If you're doing things purely from an extrinsic, you know, you're getting money, prestige, some sort of title, but you're not really aligned with whatever that thing is, then it, you're gonna feel deflated. And actually you're not even gonna show up as your best self because you don't wanna be there. So I always tell my clients is don't take up space that's not meant to be yours, right? Let the person that wants that space, let them have it. Free up yourself. I, um, I, I quote Greg McCowan's book, Essentialism all the time and say yes to the top 10% and no to the rest. Like if something is an 89% in your life, make it a zero, focus on the top 10. And then you're, you're most likely not going to be wasting time on the shoulds. I love that. 
I yeah. absolutely love that. Well, Reagan, I could literally talk to you all, all day, but I know you have a lot going on right now. Um, so thank you so much for, for uh, having this conversation. I am so glad to connect. And I hope that we meet like in real life sometime in the future. Oh my gosh. I would love We've that. got lots to discuss. Yes. Well, Reagan, how can people continue to follow you on your journey? Sure. Um, really anywhere it's Reagan Walsh. So ReaganWalsh.com. Um, Instagram is Reagan Walsh Life Coach, LinkedIn, Reagan Walsh, Facebook, Twitter, Reagan Walsh. You can find me if you just put my name in Google. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'll include all that in the show notes. Awesome. Have the best day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening and what resonated. Tag me at this is my truth podcast, or feel free to shoot me a DM. And because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.